now making their way into the arena, hailing from the great pro wrestling state of Massachusetts. They are the hosts of the Top of the Cage podcast. Here are Bill and Juice. Coming off the Top of the Cage, it is the Top of the Cage podcast. I am Bill, joined always by my tag team partner, my wrestling confidant, Justin Juice Cannon. I could have held that for a lot longer. I want you to know that. I could tell. I could tell in your voice it could have. Um, and it was impressive, and it would have been even more impressive. One day we'll just see how long you can hold it. It'll be the whole podcast. <laughs> the entire four or five minutes of just that. Maybe longer than that. So we got a good one for you. We got an interview with Tyler Nitro. Before we get to that, uh, some big news that we definitely got to talk about. Tony Khan, the owner of AEW, has purchased Ring of Honor. And that is honestly big. It seems like it's mainly for the library, which is awesome. And we need an AW streaming service soon. But yeah, and that's awesome. And I'm curious what this means for Ring Honor. Are they going to be like a, are they still going to be active and like be a developmental brand? The Supercard Honor is in April. Um, it seems like that's still like go. I think that's still like, I'm pretty sure, I'm sure the purchase has been in the works for a while. And they're aware of that. I just thought this would be the announcement ring over. Because uh, it's happening tonight. As we talked, this comes out obviously Monday after it. So yeah, it's cool. Uh, what are your takes on the ring on purchase? I just think it's interesting that they bought the tape library too. Definitely a take away from WWE. That's kind of my original thought of it. I know I joked in our wrestling group chat about uh, that the name on the contract was actually Nick Khan instead of Tony Khan. But I, I just think it's a little interesting. Um, I don't want to say AEW's doing a WWE thing, but I mean, it's interesting. I'm curious to see what happens to the talent. Um, I know technically all the contracts were broken, right? Yeah, but they kind of brought, like, when Super Card was announced, they kind of made it seem like all the champs were, like, resettling. It seemed like Gresham, um, Bandito, and the Briscoes were all like back, and then, and the the card is actually people. I think there's only like one like announced match. It wasn't even a championship match, but yeah, I, I'm curious to see do with like their champs and stuff. And, um, I think it'll be active. Maybe like they'll treat it like NXT, and, like a developmental and stuff like that, or just another like branch show. We'll see. Yeah, that's that's one thing I thought of it too. Is that could easily be another show for AEW because I mean they have a let's be honest bloated lot roster. So yeah, and we already see that the Supercard Honor first announced match was at Swerve, who reportedly signed with AEW versus um versus Alex Zane. So already like a guy that's seemingly signed with AEW having a match. Supercard Honor is all about like a cross promotion, anyways. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yes. And speaking of, we'll see what happens. I don't know why I just made that transition because it really doesn't have anything to do with anything. But 
tonight we have on Tyler Nitro, one of my slowly growing on favorites in the indie world. After this conversation, Juice, I think everybody should be a Tyler Nitro fan, even even if you don't agree with his heel tactics sometimes. That's okay. We we love a good heel, though. We do. And definitely check out this guy's matches because um, I think his style is really – it's one of my favorite styles to watch. I love small, agile guys like Daniel Bryan style, like te- techniqueers, the, the agile techniqueers. And I also love stiff – stiff tech big techniques like the walters those are my two favorite styles of wrestling and tyler is definitely daniel bryan style that's who he kind of reminds me of very agile very good technically he knows what he's doing in the ring man and you can tell and it really caught my eye and i was like yeah i definitely want to have this guy on and he's great heel too and um yeah i'm definitely a fan of his he's definitely my um probably apw favorite right now it's not hard to see why. It really isn't. But we won't hold you back from this interview any longer. So, ladies and gentlemen, we give to you Tyler Nitro. What's up, everybody? It is Juice of Top Cage on my co-host, Bill, as always. And we got a special guest tonight. We've been trying to make this work for a little while. I'm excited to finally have him on. It is the one, the only Tyler Nitro. And man, we'll just we're just jumping in. No, Noah, how you doing? I'm just gonna go straight for it. At the last APW show in uh, February, which is really where um, I'm most familiar with you, and well, I've seen you a little bit too. Uh, you main evented with Nico Silva, and that's obviously a rivalry that's not done. And it went a 15 minute time limit draw, and then five minutes added on. And of course, you came out on top. Um, do wrestlers like the use of time limit draws? You know, I think I think it was a way out. To be honest, I think it was a way out for Nico. I hear a lot of talk about him thinking that I cheated in that matchup. I mean, if you think about it, I beat him twice. You know what I mean? I beat him twice in one night. If there wasn't a time limit draw, he would have been pinned. I had him finished. So uh, when his back's against the wall, he loses. My back was against the wall, and I won twice. Facts. And also, that ended a little bit of a losing streak for you. Uh, yeah. Once, once, once Nico's in the rear view mirror, because it seems like he is just not going away, uh, what, what do you have planned next in APW once Nico is gone? Once I can finish him off and finally quiet down the crowd that he has behind him, apparently they gave up on me. You know, I was on a losing streak. I was there for them. Um, bought special T-shirts to give to them. And they turned on me that night. You know, they, they were cheering him more than they were cheering me. So my plan is to finish Nico off. And move on to the heavyweight championship. That's why I came to APW. I came to APW to win a championship. The biggest championship that they have. And right now, that's in the spotlight. It's Brian Malonis versus whatever his name is. I can't even think about it. I can't pronounce it, really. But uh, it'd be awesome to face, you know, Malonis, to be honest. He was a TV star, you know. Um, That would get my numbers up. And winning a title over him, that'd be big for me. 
Have you ever fought a man of his stature? I have wrestled Ace Romero, which is close. I have wrestled Ace Romero multiple times. I have beat him before. So I think I could stand a chance against Brian. I mean, he's a little bit, you know, he's a veteran and he's a little bit bigger, a little bit smarter, but who knows? I think I could figure it out. I think he could win because um, he's proven to have issues with the agile wrestlers in the past. And your game is all agility and speed. And I think that'll be tough for him, even someone as great as him, to, to handle. I don't think he'd be able to, to beat you. I think he'd come out on top. Yeah, I mean, I don't really care about anything anymore. You know, as far as, as far as, you know, catering to the fans and stuff, like, I just don't worry about that anymore. Like, I've realized that in order to win, i got to bet on myself and not think about them. You know, no offense, they, they pay. That's awesome. But i got to worry about me. And if it comes down to me and Nico, I will win. I just have to win. That's just who I am. You know, I was born to win. I'm going to win. And I'm going to face whoever wins that heavyweight championship match. Hopefully Malone is so I can prove myself. And I will beat him. I will slay the beast. No problem. So when that final match with Silva comes, do you think it would be a stand wrestling match? Or do you think Gerard would make it a stipulation of some kind? I think he's going to make something up here. I think he's going to go either an Iron Man match, maybe two out of three falls, maybe, who knows, maybe anywhere, you know, uh, anywhere's falls match. Maybe a submission match. I don't know. Nico likes submissions. Maybe he talks his way in to get the submission match. I don't know. Um, I can submit people too. I wrestled my whole life. I stepped on a mat at three years old. I know how to put people's in holds. I know what to do. You know, so if Nico wants to go that route, we can go that route. Uh, I know he's got pull at the company, APW. I know um, he's a fan favorite. He's, he's backstage. He's a backstage favorite. He's a veteran to the younger crowd over there. I've known him for a while. I've wrestled him other places. I don't really care what he has to say. I don't really care who he is. We could do whatever we want to do. Fact of the matter is, is I got one prize on my mind. That's that heavyweight championship. That is why I came here. 2020, I had no wrestling. COVID took it all away. 2021, I came back. And I came back with APW because they were the first company that reached out to me when I said I was coming back. So that world championship or the heavyweight championship, whatever you want to call it, I will achieve it. doesn't matter who's having it. I will get it. Whether I have to step through Nico, whether I have to step through Brian Malonis, I will get to that championship. That's just inspiring. I mean, I don't know about anybody else listening about this, but I truly feel inspired. I truly believe in you, Tyler. I, that's no doubt about it. I appreciate it. So let's say that for the championship match, let's say that you are given that world title opportunity. We have three stipulations that we want you to choose from. We have a ladder match, a steel cage match, or a dog collar match. Out of those three, which would you choose? And let's say that Brian Malonis is your opponent. Oh, oh, Brian? Man, that, that makes it pretty easy for me, obviously. But, uh, you know, I, I've had it quite a few cage matches. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but I wrestled Rhino in a steel cage when I first started. I also have a lot of ladder match experience. I won the top rope, um, whatever they want to call it, the briefcase match. I won that. 
I want titles and ladder matches. So I would say that I had the speed advantage. So I'd probably go with the ladder match. I think that favors me. No offense to Brian. But I think that favors me. Um, I've never watched. I've watched his tape. I've watched him on Ring of Honor. I've never seen him climb a ladder. So I think that I have that advantage, maybe. I don't know. That's a good choice because I can't think of a single ladder match that's been in. <laughs> yeah. Would you still choose it if it wasn't Malonis? Yeah. Yeah. His opponent ain't faster than me. His opponent doesn't know anything either. I mean, he's good. He's good. I've I've been in the ring with him before. I don't want to knock him down and talk on him too bad, but I could beat him too. It, it doesn't matter who's in that position. Either way, I'm winning. I just want to go back for a second because I'm really curious now about the Rhino Cage match. Can you okay. let us know where that happened and kind of what the story of that match was? Yeah. Um, so I started my career in Erie, Pennsylvania. Um, it was I was living near Buffalo, New York, and the only place to train was in Erie, PA. I just kept showing up and showing up to this indie show. And eventually they just started letting me train. Fast forward, I'm wrestling, I'm wrestling, I'm wrestling, different shows. I finally have my first kind of big match. It was a War Games type steel cage match in Erie, Pennsylvania. And on the opposing team was Rhino. So obviously everyone chose to get gored. So I couldn't take that. I was the rookie. So I took a spine buster from him and that was about it. But, you know, it was cool to share the share the cage with him. He, he's a really good guy and he's really fun to hang out with. Are there any other wrestlers that you've shared the ring with that you just can't believe you have? Uh, the Spirit Squad. I was me and Cam Zagami. We wrestled them in, in Rhode Island. That was pretty cool. Um, I grew up watching them getting stuff dumped on them by DX and all that stuff, you know? So that was pretty cool. Um, I got my favorite match of all time. I wrestled Ethan Page at Limitless. And it's awesome to see that he has moved on to where he is now. Um, He's a really good guy. He was, after that show that I wrestled with him, um, he got me booked on a show in Canada. And he helped me very well on my first trip to Canada. I was scared shitless, to be honest. And uh, I didn't know that they did gas and kilometers there. And I couldn't figure that out. So he was nice enough to help me and pay for my gas so I could get home and get back across the border. That's how nice of a guy he is. That's awesome. Bringing up the Ethan Page match, um, I actually just watched that today in preparation talking to you. And um, there's a spot when um, – you might know how I'm talking about where I'm going with this. Um, it's a little standoff, and he, like, points down low and tells you, like, go low. And then the whole yeah. crowd takes that as a sexual innuendo. Of course uh, they do. What was, what was that moment like? Was it hard not to laugh? And just... I mean, I smiled. I smiled. I had a little, you know, I couldn't help but smile. You know, I'd hold back the laugh, but I couldn't help but smile because he's, he's a character. You know, he knows what to say. And it was just so much fun. He's just a fun guy to wrestle with. He's a fun guy to be in the ring with. He's cool to travel with. He taught me a lot, to be honest. And uh, 
Yeah, that was awesome. I, I, I honestly just rewatched it myself just because I honestly love that match. Like, that's the, probably the only match I love of mine. And I'm very critical of myself. But that was the match that I really kind of was super focused on. So that one I, I watched quite a bit. It was a very fun match. It was like quick paced. It was um like a, just two really good personalities going at it. He's he's awesome. Like he's one of my favorites to watch. It was fun, and um you could tell you guys were having fun doing the match. And uh yeah, it's definitely something uh if you're listening to this, definitely recommend it's it's on YouTube. It's one of the first searches you type Tyler Nitro versus Ethan Page. It will come up. I guarantee as the first result. So go watch that. Watch other Tyler Nitro matches as well. Um, also, another Ethan Page question before we uh, change gears. Have you ever been on the vlog? I have never. You know, he started that after I was gone. After we had our, you know, little road trip. I was hoping I would be on it, you know, after I seen that he was doing it. And I'm like, why didn't he never do that with us? But uh, he wasn't doing it back then. So I didn't get the chance to share that that fun comedy that he he shows in all those videos, you know. Also, going to the vlog again, would you like to ever wrestle his character, the Karate Man? Uh, of course. He looks dangerous. I would love to wrestle him. Um, he's got more star power than most indie wrestlers, so I would love to wrestle the Karate Man. It's very true, and I'd love to see it in a cinematic match. Yeah. Age himself. So we talked a little bit about your beginning wrestling in the Erie, Pennsylvania area, but you are a Montana man, correct? Yeah, I was born and uh, raised in Montana. That is where 90% of my family is, is the Montana, Wyoming region. I do have family in New York and, and I have like one set of family out here in New Hampshire. Um, but yeah, that's where I was, but. They do not have a single lick of wrestling as far as schools and everything out there. So to be, break out as a wrestler, you're drawing lottery numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I feel like we've heard that a lot about a lot of our guests who have come on that are either from, from the Midwest or have, have traveled there to work or at all either too. So what did the wrestling of New England kind of draw you towards it or was there other reasons? So as training in, Erie for a while. I was with my trainer. I was wrestling there for a while. I trained with Pepper Parks, who was Blade in AEW for a little bit. I trained with the New York guys. Um, and nothing was really working out for me as far as like big time matches. And I felt like I needed more. And I just kept seeing like, you know, doing the Pro Wrestling Academy, which I never attended, which shame on me for being scared. Um, but I saw guys out here like JT Dunn and I saw Limitless and I saw Chaotic Wrestling and I saw, um, what's the other one? I heard of, uh, you know, uh, Jay Freddy was coming out here. He's from New York. And I was just like, man, maybe that's the hotbed. Maybe instead of Florida, where I was thinking about going, I should move to New England. You know, I have ties out here. I could probably, you know, get hooked up with a place out here and start it out here. So that's what I did. My uncle owns a company out here company I work for he, get, he gave me a job 
I live out here. And I was able to kind of work my way around. You know, it took a lot of time. I trained with JT for about four months. He kind of got my foot in the door with everyone else. And I kind of took off from there. Um, 2020 was a speed bump. That's interesting that you mentioned you trained with JT for four months, you said, right? Yeah, I mean, it's we had him on not too long ago, and one thing he was telling us is how he's planning on taking over the wrestling world. So is there any possibility you might be joining the unit sometime down the line? Who knows? Who knows? You know, he's awesome. And everybody in that faction that he has, I have either wrestled or been on road trips with. So who knows? If it happens, I mean, I'm just going to say we spoke it into existence, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would love to wrestle JT first. And then join, you know, even if I, even if he ended up beating me, I still want to share the ring as opponents before joining, if that makes sense. I definitely pay to see that because he's on a hot streak right now. And so are you. I think that'd be extremely fun match to watch. Yeah, we were supposed to do it in Limitless and uh, it didn't work out. And I wrestled uh, Anthony Bennett, who was in the Cruiserweight Classic, who was also very good. But yeah, I was supposed to have that match with him like three, maybe two, three years ago, four years ago. I don't even know, man. It was a long time ago, but it was back when Limitless was running Orno all the time, if you remember that. Yeah, it was a different, like, more like uh, gym, gym-like, kind of like a venue. Yeah. I think this, this, that's the venue that um, you and Ethan wrestled in, right? No, 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 no. That was Westbrook. Orno is, uh, was a little further up near the University of Maine. That's where they first started, pretty much. Okay. It was a little, you know, a little, it was smaller than the gym. But that's where they kind of started. And that's how I got my foot in the door is driving all the way up there, not being on the card. I drove all the way up there just to shake hands and say hi. And that's how I got in the door there. And then I did a couple of feuds and then they kind of threw me in against JT and then something happened with that. So then that was with Anthony Bennett. But it'd be cool to, wrestle him at least one time i know we would love to see it i mean i'm a huge unit fan huge jt fan so i mean that's definitely right up my alley i mean we were talking about how massachusetts and just kind of in general you know how well traveled you are are there any indie promotions that you haven't had the opportunity to compete in yet that you're kind of just clamoring for um the only i was trying to do the research on this and i think the only company i haven't worked for in New England is chaotic. I think that's the only one I haven't worked for. Obviously, I didn't go train with them. Um, it's a it's a nerve wracking school, man. And when I was when I first came here, um, everyone suggested that place, and I even reached out to them. But there was so many good talents. I'm talking. You got Flip Gordon. You got you got AG. You got uh, Christian Casanova. You got Josh Briggs, who was going there. You know what I mean? I was just like, man, if I walk in there, I'm going to be an outcast. You know, I'm just some new guy coming in here from middle of nowhere, New York, you know. And so, you know, JT was running kind of a smaller school. And he, I knew from the Indies, I watched him and I don't want to want to say his partner's name because he's not on the good side of the world today. But uh, I was watching them. And I was a fan of JT, and I found out that he was running the school. So I went to that area because it was smaller. But, yeah, Chaotic is the only place I think I haven't worked. Like, major, major indie spot here I haven't worked. 
that's actually extremely impressive. Um, I mean, just the sheer number of indies that are around the Massachusetts and even New England area. I mean, that's that's really impressive. Yeah, luckily, I've, I've tried to be a nice, respectful guy to everyone. And they've kind of passed the word along or they've seen me here and there, you know, and they've able to, you know, when I came back in this, uh, this last year, 2021, after taking COVID year off, a lot of people actually reached out, you know, and I was super impressed. And obviously I wish I could take them all, but, you know, I have a child and I got to think about her. So I can't take all of them. I wish I could, but I just couldn't. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, we, we definitely are proponents of family comes first. So at least it's very nice to hear that. Yeah. Obviously, like we said, you've wrestled in multiple uh, promotions across. I mean, we'll, we'll just say the country at this point. Um, and obviously you've won a lot of titles at a lot of those places. Um, is there a title win that you have that has meant the most to you? Um, man, um, you know, I've always wanted to be a heavyweight champion and I've never had that opportunity like a world. I don't want to say world because there's a million heavyweight championships all over the indie world. Um, I've always wanted to do that, but besides that, I would say my biggest title win as far as like emotional, there's kind of two that come in a tie. Okay. So my first championship I ever won was in Erie, Pennsylvania. And I beat the guy that first, that was that trained me from the ground up. I beat him for it. So that was emotional. His name is Aaron Draven. They, they run revenge pro wrestling. I'll be out there in August. Great set of dudes. He's an awesome trainer. But beating him for that championship, there was tears in my eyes. So I can't say that wasn't a good moment. And then um, for another company that's no longer around, I won the Cruiserweight Championship there in Jamestown, New York. At my college, JCC, Jamestown Community College, I won it there in front of, like, I swear to you, there was probably, like, five to 6,000 people there. I'm not going to lie to you. It was like a they were doing like college wrestling fundraiser. So there's a lot of people there. My whole family was there, you know, my mom's side. So that one was pretty special too. Yeah. I, I, I just love hearing about people's stories of championship wins because I myself am not a wrestler. I don't think that's ever going to be in the cards for me, but um, you know, you, you just see it, especially, you know, even in, with in guys like AEW and WWE, I mean, when they win a championship, you just see the emotion on their face. Cause at the end of the day, you know, as much as, as people on Twitter forget that wrestlers are actually people, you know, wrestlers are actually people. So um, yeah, yeah. just hearing hearing the, the emotion and even just kind of seeing it and hearing it in your voice a little bit when you're talking about those two wins. I mean, it, it definitely, you know, it's something that is inspiring to me as a casual wrestling fan to just love to hear how much it means to the person behind the wrestler. Yeah, man. It's just a company believing in you. You know what I mean? Whether it's an independent, independent company, a small one, whether it's WWE, whether it's AEW, whether it's Impact, if they're if they believe in you and they give you that championship, that is like getting a promotion and a job. It's like wow, these people actually care about me. You know, these people actually think I'm doing good. So it feels good. It validates all hard work and time you spent into it, put into it. Yes. And, you know, it's like a tangible representation like an actual thing you can hold that represents all that you know time you spent working hard and time you spent um working your ass off for the company that you hold title for is just sick and um i do like hearing people's uh stories 
about that or like big moments in the wrestling career too. And um, yeah, I mean, that's awesome, man. I really hope that you achieve your dream of getting, being the top guy, getting a top prize, the heavyweight title of a promotion. Hopefully it's with APW or just hopefully it's very, very soon. I agree. You know, I hope it is, you know, if it's, I'm high on this being a, on me being APW champion. Like I just have this wave, great feeling that it's going to happen. I came at APW. I was running hot. I ran into a speed bump, hit a couple losses. And then I beat the guy that was in all the title matches. You know what I mean? And then I'm going to beat him again. You know, it's just going to happen. I just, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Vision Quest, but I have a Vision Quest. And I'm going to beat him. He's the big dog of the company. He gets all the title shots. He's the famous guy. He's, he gets everything. All the fans love him. The wrestlers love him. I'm going to beat him again. And then I'm going to move on. It's going to happen. I feel it. I feel it. We're going to ask you our final question of night. Something we ask everyone. It's just a little basic question, but, you know, get a little creative with it. Um, dream opponent, anyone, all time, uh, no limits here, any error. Um, and if you want to add, like, a stipulation or even, like, instead of just a one-on-one match, make a triple threat, whatever you want to do, there's no rules here. Uh, who, who would it be? What would it be? What would you do here? My dream match is... A WrestleMania-type crowd, doesn't matter who the company is, but I want, like, a WrestleMania-type crowd, and I want to wrestle Shawn Michaels in a ladder match. That's my dream match. That's my dream opponent. I've loved him since I was a kid. I remember when my parents couldn't afford the Elimination Chamber, or what it, I think it was Survivor Series, actually, when he came back. And so I don't know if you remember, but... If you tune to those channels on pay-per-view, you can still hear it. Even though there was the salt and pepper fuzz on it, you can still hear what was going on. And I heard his theme song hit at the end of that match. And I cried like a baby because he came back from all that nonsense with his back. And he won the world championship in the elimination chamber. I think it was the first one, I think, the first elimination chamber. And... um I mean, he's just been my favorite ever since, but I would love to share the room with him. He's awesome. He's an icon. He's a legend. And he's the reason I wrestle. So, Ladder match with him would be very fitting, too. That's guy like that really put ladder matches on the map. Yeah. And I have a thing for him myself. I think they're fun. I think, you know, they're dangerous, but they're fun at the same time. It favors, it favors smaller, quicker guys. So, you know, him and I, we'd be pretty even. You know, prime Shawn Michaels. I don't want to knock on him now, but I might have a little bit of advantage on him now. Yeah, but this little experiment is assuming that is in the prime. So, um, yeah, you get the heartbreak. You get the heartbreak kid. Um, so we do have a part two, which you qualify for because your answer. This time it's only active wrestlers, but same rules. You can pick where, you can pick when large crowd you can pick uh stipulation wherever you want you know my my uh active wrestler guy would be it's weird i've had like a i've had like a daydreams about it it's me versus kenny omega okay and i'm in the ring first 
and it doesn't matter if it's an AEW dark, it doesn't matter what. And all I'm hearing is this theme song coming through, and I just get goosebumps down my arms, down everything, just waiting for him to come to the ring because he's just such a polarizing character now. Um, he always has been, but now he's in front of everyone. And he's such an amazing athlete. It just would give me goosebumps. I would just lose my shit if I was able to wrestle him in front of a live audience. It'd be awesome. Again, that's another match that I think would be very even in terms of the stature of you two. And that would be really fun. I feel like there'd be a lot of high flying action and definitely uh, hard hitting too. Yeah, I feel like it'd be a good time. You know, whether I get my ass beat or not, I think it would be awesome. <laughs> Also, in terms of work rate, I think that's probably, in my opinion, that's the wrestler I think closest that you compare that you can compare to uh, Sean to. I agree. That's a good one. All right, man. Uh, that's it from us. Thank you for coming on. And hold on, hold on. Sorry, sorry, Juice. Uh, <laughs> we like to let the la- we like to let our guests have the last few minutes of the episode mm-hmm. to uh, plug, promote any social medias, any shows coming up. Um, so although juice jumped the gun on this one yeah that's my bad we are gonna let you have the floor <laughs> all right uh next saturday i'll be in the ring at apw i don't know my opponent yet um i heard nico's talking some trash i'll have to figure that out um but i will be in attendance i don't know if i have a match or not but i will be there um i'm making my debut in northern vermont next month um, you can find all my dates and everything at Tyler Nitro Wrestler on my Facebook page. If you want Twitter, you go to Tyler Nitro Pro Wrestler at the Tyler Nitro Pro Wrestler. And then the same thing on Instagram. You can find me. Awesome. Well, now that uh, we have let you take the last few minutes to plug and promote whatever you want, <laughs> uh, we want to say thank you so much for joining us tonight, Tyler. It's actually been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Um, you know, as Juice alluded to earlier. I mean, we're both fairly new fans of APW, and you are definitely somebody who stands out amongst the crowd. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me. I I apologize for all the inconveniences that happened to delay this, but uh, it was a good time. I enjoyed talking to you guys. I hope to see you guys in the crowd. Um, if not next month, hopefully when it's when I beat whoever the champion is, uh, and we'll go from there. Sounds good to me. Talking to wrestlers, it's always so interesting to hear about things like championship wins. I know we went into it a little bit into that interview, but it's really cool that he was able to experience a championship win having his family there and, uh, you know, it being such an emotional connection. And um, if you're listening to this on the podcast, on the audio version, uh, you know, you, you kind of saw a little bit that, uh, you know, he wiped his eyes a little bit. You could hear it in his voice that it cracked a little bit. And I just love how emotional wrestling can be sometimes. And talking with Tyler, I mean, he is just such a genuine person. It's so interesting to think that he lost a year with COVID. And like he said, he had people reaching out to him to come back. And APW being one of the first ones, I think, was, is a blessing because he's doing some amazing work in APW right now. And Juice, I know we said it a little bit in the intro, but uh, anybody out there who is unaware of Tyler, and I know we said it actually in the interview too, Go, go, go search him up on YouTube. Go give the guy a Google. I mean, there's a couple, actually quite a few matches out there that you can find of his that are all really good. For sure, for sure. And I'm um, talking about like the emotional moment. And um, 
emotions are a key part of wrestling. I actually heard this said in an interview I listened to in another podcast. MJF said it. MJ motions, not the move sets, are the most important thing. That's very true. And anyone can have emotional uh, emotional promo or emotional connection with the crowd, heel or face. Um, shit, like I mean, obviously this is an interview, and right? it was like a real moment, talking about a real like emotional moment, <clears throat> Tyler. But then I, it made me think of MGS promo the the other week, where he was talking about like how why he was a big fan of CM Punk and being bullied as a kid in New York and stuff and like it, it like shushed the crowd and it was just cool and like it, it was a real moment combined with kayfabe fake moment and yeah I just I, I love that shit like the, the real moments and the real combined with the fake I just love the emotional shit man I'm a little drama boy I'm a little I like it. I like the cry. I like a good cry, man. I almost teared up hearing a Tyler talk about it because he's definitely very passionate about it. And I'm very passionate about wrestling. And um, as a fan, I'm very passionate about it too. So it was cool. And he's a great dude. And I, that's one of the things I think I want most in the wrestling world is for him right now as a fan is for him to be a world champ, heavyweight champ. Well, not world, as he said, like it's kind of tough to call any promotional world, but heavyweight champ, top guy. And in my eyes, he's my top guy in the APW world, and he's going to be the APW champion very soon. I'm calling him my shot now. Yeah, so watch out, Markopolis, watch out, Malonis, and especially watch out, Nico Silva, by the way. I mean, sheesh. Yes, I hope nothing but the best for Tyler. Truly an amazing person, truly an amazing soul in the wrestling business. And I do truly think that the sky is the limit for him. No doubt about it. And Juice, even though we had a little uh, miscommunication getting Tyler's social media stuff out there, I'm going to be pretty clear here. This is your time for us to promote our social media. So Juice, where can the people find us? Yeah, on Twitter, uh, capital T, capital O, capital T, capital C, underscore, capital P, lowercase O, lowercase D. Instagram, T-O-T-C, underscore, pod, P-O-D, same as Twitter, but it's not capitalized because Instagram hates capitals. That damn Instagram. All right. And as we come crashing down to the mat on this episode of Top of the Cage, we want to thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys are listening to us on Apple or Spotify, make sure you are giving us that five-star review. Because if you do not give us a five-star review, you, specifically you, the person who is not giving us a five-star review, will not get five-star content. Yeah, we'll just block you. We, well, I don't know (laughs) how we'll be able to tell that, but uh, yeah, you will get blocked. Uh, trust us, it will happen. I, I can like detect who it is. I'm great detective skills. Mm-hmm. Some might call him the booking genius, Detective Juice. Facts. With all that in mind, and because I forgot the next part of the outro, uh, thank you all for tuning in, and we will catch you next time. <laughs>